The Mix and Merger Cook Chase Podcast is here. A weekly bunch of news for you to hear. Listen in the bath. Listen on the loo. Listen in the bathroom when you're doing a poo. The Mix and Merger Cook Chase Podcast is fun. At least that's what we're telling everyone. The Mix and Mojo Cook Chase podcast is a hit. Even though listening to it can be a bit shit. Yeah. Hey listeners, thanks for joining us again. You're listening to another Mix and Mojo Cook Chase, a weekly roundup of the news. I'm Gabriel Schenk. I'm Dan. It's uh, good to be here again. And we are the Mix and Mojo Cook Chase uh, we had a response from Paul Franzen. Every time I mention his name in the podcast, he has to write a blog post about <laughs> it, which must be terribly boring for him. Uh, and he said, um, uh, for the longest time, I figured um, Cook Chase was the host's names, even though neither of them ever introduces themselves as either Cook or Chase. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the reason we, we call the Cook Chase is after the, the, the actual part in Monkey Island 2 when you get chased by a cook. Oh, is that where it comes from? That's originally, uh, originally it, yeah. That makes sense, yeah. I think you, you get chased by a cook in Monkey Island 1 as well, don't you? Um, no. Out of the scumbar kitchen? No. Oh, he chases you out, that's right. Yeah. Hey, you've discovered something here. Do you get chased? I have. Because there's a, there's a puzzle in the Monkey Island 3 with, uh, with, with a restaurant and the bubble gum or something. Does that guy chase you? Um, yes, I think so. I think it, probably in every game. So what about Monkey Island 4? You get chased out of the lower bar, don't you? I, I'll assume yes. You do. You haven't, you can't, you've blotted that out and of And you mind. get chased about out of that bar in Tales of Monkey Island at some point. You get thrown you out. You do, you do. This is like, it's like a, an M. Light uh, Shyamalan <laughs> film. It is. It's a, there's a pattern. There's a pattern forming. Oh my God. Now that we've discovered this pattern though, what can we use it? How can we predict what happens next? Um, well, I think in the next Monkey Island game, there's probably going to be a cook chase. Yeah, okay. Well, that, What will happen yeah. now is that there'll be a flash of lightning, uh, the power will cut off, and an- another flash of lightning, and-, and I'll see like all the walls are scribbled with cook chase. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that would signify, but it would be fun. Um, it would be fun. I, it would be scary, but, you know. I... Um, I'm recording on another computer today because my other computer caught the mother of all viruses and went tits up wonkaloid. Really? Um, it was actually... It, the only way you can boot it up is if you kicked it out of the window. Oh, well, that's probably... It would be interesting to hear you do a podcast mm. like that. If you jump out the window with it and... You've got to find a high enough uh, window, of course, to be able to record. Uh... Yeah, so I, I tried to, to save it. I, I, I felt like a hero working on it late at night. I mounted the factory image from the hidden recovery partition. I was thinking, oh, I wish someone was recording me now because I could be like an extra on 24. You know, when, when someone says, oh my God, there's been a hack. Shank, you need to upload the partition. I'm on it, sir. That kind of thing. And yeah, that's that's the image that I had in my head. I did all the magnificent thing, and it was like music in my head. It was like dun 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 dun. dun. Fix it all, rebooted, <laughs> and I made it worse. Blue screen of death. You made, made it, worse. it worse. Oh wow! So I phoned up Dell, um, and I turned from a sort of a, like a computer hero to a pathetic little man, and I and I said, um, "Hello, I can't do my computer. Can you fix it for me, please?" 
And they said, um, yes, uh, certainly that will cost £100. Thank you. Goodbye. So uh, now I have no money. Did they really charge you £100 for that? Yeah, yeah. £100, 100 big ones. So that's my life. Uh, let's launch into the cook chase. Uh, we have several pieces of news. We've got um, Def Spank the Baconing is coming out in the PSN, uh, which is the, 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 the obligatory Ron Gilbert, third Ron Gilbert game without Ron Gilbert in it. It's in his contract that yeah. every third game he makes of a franchise, he can't be involved. Trench is coming out in Europe, and now it's called, in Europe, Iron Brigade. Is it? And we have a review. Ah. Oh, that's... I, I missed all that. I didn't understand that. Um, so, we, yeah, we've got a review of that up, which is great. And then we've also got Sound Max is, is hitting the iPad, uh, which is... Uh, they're, doing, they're doing all of Season 2 on the iPad. Really? And that's the news! Wow, that's strange, isn't it? Um, an iPad, that's, a, that's, a, that's the device I was talking about uh, last week, wasn't it? The computer that fits into your, your, your eye socket? Um, yeah, I, I remember you talking about that at some point. It sounds like a great little machine. Telltale seemed to like it. Yeah, it sounds painful, but an iPad would would be good. Um, we have um, some responses from last week, actually. Oh, really? Well, I say last week, very exciting. Dave Grossman from LucasArts and Telltale Games has tweeted us, said... Um, Oh, where is it? Do do you have the um, piece of paper? Can you? Oh, it's over there. Can you pass it over to me? Yes. Here you go. Ah, here we go. Thanks. No worries. Thanks for passing that over to me. Uh, he says some guys at Mixamojo did a podcast where they analysed one of my poems, and it got pretty hilarious. Uh, so I thought we might be, want to analyse that tweet. Which which podcast was that one? With the that was in the the Burger podcast, uh, the one that I talk about. Yes, I remember the Burger. Satire about the establishment. Uh, so I've got a few problems with this. Uh, some guys <laughs> at Mixamojo, yeah, we do have names called Cook and Chase. Look it up. Paul Franzen got it. Uh, <laughs> it has taken Paul Franzen a few weeks to figure that out, though. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and he says it gets pretty hilarious. So it gets pretty hilarious. It starts off not hilarious, mm. and then it gets pretty hilarious. Well, I think you get pretty hilarious, you bastard. <laughs> so that's our message to Dave Grossman. I hope he's not listening. He might be listening. Gosh, he, might be, he might be listening, but, you know, I think... I just called him a bastard. It's, it's kind of like a recurring feature that anyone who who favours Mojo, even slightly, we have to somehow make them hate us. Mm. Uh, I feel like I've been quite anti-Telltale in these podcasts as well. I'm not anti-Telltale. I love Telltale, sort of. Well, you haven't, I just haven't been paid enough money by them. You haven't really played any Telltale games, have you? Which Telltale? Uh, I, yes, certainly. Certainly I have. Which ones have you played? Or, uh, some of them, you... as you say. I've played the games. Uh, actually, Telltale Monkey Island I played. Sam and Max's first two seasons. Oh, well, so you've played quite a few. Um, Bone. Oh, you like Bone, don't you? I like bone. I'm a big boner. I've got a massive boner. <laughs> You've got a yeah. I love I love boners and bones um, and all kinds of things like that. Uh, speaking of playing games, you have played uh, stacking because yes. something else we didn't talk about is the is the poll. We've got a new poll. Yes. Uh, which of Double Fine's Amnesia Fortnite games is your favourite? Costume Crest, Stacking, Trenched, 
Or the fourth option is, I am ashamed that I haven't played any yet. Isn't there another game that's coming out as well? With the, the uh, Sesame Street. Oh, the, the Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. That one should that should be... A, why? I suppose no one's played it, so I'm just talking rubbish. Yeah. I played Costume Quest as well. Um, okay, what did you think of that? I only played the demo, but I it was it was good fun. I liked it. It was quite charming. Uh, I mean, this is a game that you you follow young children around and and dress them up. I mean, it's like a a simulation uh, for paedophiles. No, it's not quite that bad. Uh, you know, the the kids, you control the kids. So you know they have free will. There's nothing. Right. Some sinister things seem to happen. You control the kids, so they have free will. Uh, yeah. Okay, you've made a, a vital point. Mm. Yeah, the kids don't have free will, but they are, you know, at your whims. So if you're not a paedophile, then you, the children should be fairly safe. Uh, stacking. Stacking seems to me the kind of game that I would play if I didn't have any electricity. <laughs> uh, which which doesn't make any sense, because you need electricity in order to play it. I actually think you could... But you, you do you know what I mean? No, you could do it as a board game, just by putting little notes inside each of the dolls. And so you... Yeah. But, um... I mean, it, it seems like a good idea for a game, but like a good idea for a board game, if you're bored. It seems like a good idea for a game, but I don't think it's... You know, it was a little disappointing. I don't want to be too negative about stacking, but I was hoping for something a bit more than that. It was, you know, slightly... How can I put it? It was just very basic, and, you know, it was relying on the fact that it looked nice and it had this interesting new control mechanism, uh, but but it wasn't really very engaging. Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of, you know... I, I'll probably come across as a bit negative in these podcasts, but that's because I'm a classic LucasArts fan. I mean, that's where I'm coming from. You know, I love yeah. the LucasArts games. I love Grim Fandango and Loom and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I kind of, I compare everything to that. And I think sometimes people forget that. You know, they just go, oh, Telltale is so amazing. Let's make love to it. Or mm. Double Fine or whatever. But yeah. I, I, I don't know. I like to see things um, in relation to older games like that. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which I just remembered that there's um, some work going on making high-res models of Grim Fandango Yeah, there uh, is. Characters. That's right. Have you seen that? I have, yeah. I've been quite interested in this for a long time. Yeah, it's it's, it's something that we haven't reported on, uh, as far as I know, on, on Mojo, have we? We're probably supposed to keep it quiet, really, because you never know with LucasArts. Mm. So like one week they'll, they'll send you a, a box full of donuts, and the next week they'll send you a cease and desist letter. Yeah, which um, has AIDS on it. Uh, we'll link to it in the news post because I think it's actually quite interesting and uh, hopefully some quite fun things going on there. I mean, it's kind of pointless. Well, if any if anyone who's listening to the podcast uh, knows, you know, thinks they can help out with the the whole project, then yeah, they should definitely get over there and. You actually, know. if there's anyone on the project listening to this, or anyone knows anyone who's on the project, get in, in touch. Uh, podcast at mixandmojo.com uh, and uh, we'd love to hear from you and have you on the podcast and and uh, interrogate you about it. Yes, it, it interrogates probably a bit strong. Yeah, um, but we'd love to know more about it. Um, and b- b- basically, they just have high res high res models, so it just looks a bit prettier. Yeah, they're they're able to increase the like the polygon count. If that if I mm. don't sound like a square saying that I don't know if polygons are even still a real thing. Sound like a bit of a boffin. Well, it sounds like those people, you know, like talking about the information superhighway and things, and you think, yeah. you know, you saw a 
thing on the news about the internet, but you you don't actually know what you're talking about. But um, I know that one of the problems that they were having was uh, to do with the uh, the colours, the palettes, increasing the actual texture sizes, because yeah. that's that's you know I think if you if you can increase the textures, the resolution of the textures, the game will look better, and and doing you know making the models a little bit more rounded is secondary to that. Uh, have you played any of Death Spank at all? Yeah, I played the demo. I quite enjoyed the demo, actually. I've heard quite good things about it. Would you recommend it? It was funny, you know. I I wasn't expecting it to be as funny as it was. I know it was supposed to be a comedy game, but I thought Death Spank, mm. it's a bit, you know... It sounds like a joke from just when you're a kid, if you see what I mean. But then, yeah. it, is a, it, is a, it is a funny game. All of these games that we've been talking about so far, none of them are adventure games, right? I, no, not really. That's pretty much true, isn't it? Well, the the Sam and Max, uh, better, yeah. you know, but yeah, all the all the double fine ones. Stacking is probably an attempt to do an adventure game without, you know, with abandoning all the traditional control schemes and everything else. Uh, because there used to be a lot of controversy. I mean, people kept on saying, "Oh, the adventure game is jit dead," etc., mm. etc. Et um, I don't think people care so much anymore. No, well, it was just one of those things that. You know, no one ever kind of said, oh, arcade games are dead. Um, mm. It was just this, you know, it understood that times change and fads and interests and things in games change. And, you know, then when they put Pac-Man out on the Xbox, hundreds and thousands of people downloaded it, you know. And uh, the, the the adventure games that LucasArts re-released, the Monkey Island ones, must be doing reasonably well if they're getting released you know, uh, physical retail release. Yeah. So that you know, I don't think I was never one of those people who who felt that the genre had died, but certainly changed a little bit. But then I, you know, I would say La Noire and uh, Mass Effect are, are kind of adventure games. They're adventure games crossed with uh, open world sort of RPGs, but there's still an element of the adventure game to them that's quite interesting. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, there's always been the kind of the the overlap as well. I mean, Full Throttle had the action sequences that did pretty well. Yeah, um, Monkey Island Two had RPG elements about the the money system. Yeah, um, I mean, there was a discussion on the Mojo comments um, a few months ago, which was what makes an adventure game, and and some people were saying, well, it's the story, it's 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 the uh, emphasis on story and characters, and I I you know, it's it's that's just not true. Yeah, what makes there's... an adventure game is about game mechanics, and it's about um, how you 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 progress, how the gameplay works, how you progress through the the storyline. Yeah, I would. It's 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 puzzles that have got a, a a contextualization, isn't it? It's not an abstract kind of move that blocks around until you find a way through the maze. It's you need to open a door, and you've got a, a fishing rod and a yeah. piece of bacon. It's it's story based um, puzzles rather hmm. than so puzzle agent is. Um, you know, not really an adventure game. It's a puzzle game. Right. Even though, even if it's got a strong storyline, uh, it, it, it's about w- whether the the puzzles are um, integrated into the narrative. Yeah, and 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 also using multiple um, spaces and and characters and things. Yeah. Uh, so that's the little bit of academia there. I hope you've learnt something, listeners. Yeah. Well, we've actually had quite a serious conversation this time. We have. Uh, if you have any thoughts, uh, please get in touch. Uh, podcast at mixandmojo.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, 
that's about it for this week. We'll be back next week, hopefully with Roger Roger, who uh, will be beaming down to us from Norway. Yeah, we're gonna get him. We're gonna get him in. Uh, he's not here today because he has had to uh, repair the stars um, because he lives so far north that there's actually like a bridge over to the stars and he had to climb up the bridge and, um, I don't know, knock some nails into them or something because that's the kind of fantasy existence that I believe he lives in all the way up north. Did he tell you that's what he was doing? Well, he said something like that. He said, oh, yes, I need to fix the stars. Go away. I am foreign. <laughs> that's ex- that's literally what he said. Uh, but he li- he lives so far north. He really does. It's actually Im- impossible to imagine where he lives. Well, he's so far north right now that he, he it's, it's never nighttime for him. Yeah, that's true. So perhaps that's what he means by fixing the stars. He's trying to yeah change the the tilt of the Earth's axis so that he can get some sleep. <laughs> exactly. So uh, so hopefully he will be getting some sleep and we'll see him next week and we'll see you next week, listeners, as well. Not literally. We don't have webcams in your houses yet, but we'll have you listening to us next week and yes. we'll look forward to it. See you then. Bye. Bye.